Marlene Ellis, the Hattrick copywriter, and today I'm going to talk to you about what constitutes a difficult client and what do you do when they really don't want to pay you. This is a little bit of my journey not so long ago when I had a client who, on the face of it, seemed perfect for me, absolutely fitted my profile, really was in line. You know, there is a thing about writing who would be your top 100 list. And then you make a conscious effort to go out and get to know them and build your networking around them. And we can talk about that on another session. But this particular client would definitely have been right up there in my 100 uh, list, top 100 list. And yet, when it got going... um, it became apparent very quickly that this particular client, she was all very hands-on and micromanaged the project together, every bit by bit by bit. And I kept thinking, okay, okay, this, this is another style, this is another way. It was very, very slow, very thorough, She was very thorough, but extremely slow. And then we would make appointments and she was never, ever ready. She'd make appointment. Please call me at this time. We call at this time. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. I'm just cooking, but I can micromanage. Or I've just got in from the gym, but yeah, I can micromanage. And invariably, actually, what that would mean is they couldn't micromanage. And in copywriting work, it really does require quite a lot of, you know, just intense concentration for a short while. You're going through detail and it's pretty difficult to be doing two things at the same time when you're looking at text. You'll all know it from your school days, college, university. Reading takes concentration. So it was pretty difficult. And, and, and ironically... When she did concentrate and went through the text, she changed things constantly, even changing the things she'd asked me to change. And it was like that. And it went on for weeks and weeks. Sometimes she'd disappear for a couple of weeks so you couldn't move faster because she didn't reply. And he had a classic case of, you know, what do you do? We've already signed up, we're committed. I've got 50% of my payment and I get paid 50% on completion of the project. I want to complete the project, but I also want to complete it positively. One of the most important things that my, um, my coach has taught me, Tina, is that it really is important to really live in that positive dimension. I'm not saying that you've got to be unrealistic and see something happy that clearly is not. Of course, it's about being authentic and integrity as well. But I still was a stand that this be completed and have a positive outcome. Um, we're not talking about lots of money. This It wasn't about the, the, the high price of, you know, of, of the project. But it was about 
how do you learn to deal with somebody that's hard-headed, stubborn, moves at their own pace, and you're already locked in to the contract? So I endured, and I endured. And there was some progress, but it was pitifully slow. There were moments when I thought, if I get assertive, more assertive, and say, now listen, would that create a shift? Or would it repel? You know, it, it, there was a gamble. And my instinct said that it wouldn't work. It would just, you know, just be a complete opposite reaction. So I persevered. And literally, months have gone by. So much so that really, there's no way the money was actually worth it. The experience was invaluable, I'll say that. And... We eventually get to the end. I'm delighted with my work. I'm really pleased with my work. I'm pleased with the outcome. Uh, she's not very forthcoming. And, and you would think that we're not actually getting on very well over these months, but, but, but we were. We were being, but okay, I'm trying to manage this person. So we're, we're actually getting on quite well. There's no conflict. There's no dispute. I didn't know whether she was consciously aware of how slow and uh, unreliable she was. She's a busy businesswoman, I'll give that to her, but but extremely hands-on with everything, you know. So, um, so we get to the end. I'm pleased. I'm, I really need to know how she feels about it. Um, is she pleased with the work? And eventually, she says, she thinks it's fantastic. And she's ready to pay the remainder of my fee. And I'm delighted. And I think it's a real reward that I've got to this end. And, you know, we've got to this far. And it's a success. And I really want out of it the testimony, you know. And, and that will be, you know, the, the experience would be the value, the true value certainly not the financial value, but the experience will be the true value for me and the testimony will be really helpful. So I'm, you know, thinking, feeling good. I've learned a great deal and not everything is about money. And certainly in this case, it wasn't. But then something else happened. So we've completed the job. She's really happy. And then she didn't pay me. She did not pay me. And that, again, went on for some while. And um, and I left it for a little bit and then said, you know, please, could you pay me in agreement with our terms? There was a reply wanting, you know, details of my account, but that, which presumed that that wasn't already, they weren't in possession of them. Of course, they were. And so I repeated all of those things. And um, after providing those things again, still no payment. And I tell you the thing that I think is important to share is it was no longer about the actual money, but I felt devalued and disrespected at such a you know fundamental level. And... I was really tortured about how to manage the situation. Yeah, I could have called and given her a piece of my mind, 
I thought of doing that each day. Um, but this person's a part of the local community, very well known in the community. And it wasn't the way I wanted to run my business. Um, humiliation. Yeah, nobody wants to be humiliated. This person doesn't pay their bills. But that didn't feel right either. You know, again, it just didn't feel like that was the right way forward for me. Um, and I really struggled. I really, really struggled to, to, to figure out. And it was about how do I get my self-respect back? And I meditated and I, you know, and, um, and it is something that I, I've really found useful in business. That if, if you're somebody who's running a business who doesn't think that feeding your spirit and making sure you're aligned with your conscience is not business work, you're very much mistaken. Meditation is absolutely crucial to making good business decisions. And then all of a sudden I got it that this person was egotistical and wants to be charmed and just wants to be recognised as a nice person. And in a snapshot, I, I realised that all I have to do is be charming. It doesn't require being confrontational, doesn't require anything but to be charming. I immediately wrote a message, a text saying, don't forget to be, I can't remember the word I used, but don't forget to be, you know, the impressive businesswoman that you are. And pay me tomorrow, please. And I immediately got a response and I immediately got paid the following day. So there were so many lessons I learned from this client. So many lessons. One is that, okay, you have to decide... In fact, this client helped me to decide what kind of a businesswoman I am and that I can be relatively impatient. You laugh, but um, when she also gave me a testimony and said that I was very resilient, which suggested that I that there was an awareness of their own sort of, you know, challenges about themselves. So I learned a great deal about business in this and about myself and about the importance of diplomacy and that when somebody's not paying you, yes, it, of course you think that's not fair, I want my money and that's it. But it's not always about the cash. It's about the way it makes you feel and what do you have to do to have your self-respect back. And I think if I had gone in hard, I wouldn't have felt better about it. It would be punishing. You know, you've done something wrong, I'm going to punish you. But in this way, nobody got punished. But the matter got resolved with a little bit of diplomacy. And in the end, nobody's business is damaged. And you learn something about each other. And I think that's the much, much better lesson in business you learn something about what your style is because you know that perhaps that the, the way that you worked is not their style 
it might be that I put some um, some boundaries in, in place um, for the next client. It certainly taught me to raise my prices because, you know, that's a factor that if you're working, you end up working much, much longer months that really should have been settled in weeks, then that value that you first place on your service is really watered down because, you know, you're spending more time, more meetings, um, more cancellations. Time is money and it's true. It's true. So, so my prices are going to go up quite a bit because I've learned my value through this difficult client. But I'm my big success over this is the fact that it was resolved so diplomatically. And I think that this is a lesson for us um, that it hurts when you don't get paid. But the real pain, obviously, it's, it's impractical if you can't put the money in your bank account. But the real wound is to your pride and self-respect. And when, if you think about how do you restore your self-respect, sometimes it's a different route to you asking yourself, how shall I get my money back? So I think it's worth taking your time, taking stock. I mean, I had a friend who said, you know, who's a pretty, you know, assertive guy. So I'll, I'll just go around there and I'll, I'll sort it out sort of thing. I think that would have been disastrous, you know, as much as I appreciated the offer. So I think in business, it's really, really important to think about this. And there is no real, you know, there's no real um, boxed answer to any one uh, situation. How I resolved it will, will perhaps not be remotely helpful for you. But what is helpful, I think, is to separate the focus on I need my money and the feeling you're having that feels devalued. And then the feeling that how do I restore my sense of self-respect and value? And I think it's not necessarily through demanding your money. I'll explain why. You can get your money but you might have had so much conflict that it leaves so much damage that the repair in another way is irreparable. So I'll leave it there for you to contemplate and I'll be back again in a couple of days uh, for another discussion. So this is Marlene, the Hattrick Copywriter, www.thehattrickcopywriter.com. You can find me on the other social media platforms, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. And if you like what you hear, remember to tell your friends and to join me here, the Hattrick Copywriter podcast. <laughs> <laughs>